Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Pastor Israel Pakhtar from Voice of Judah Israel. He brought an amazing word in the first service, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. But what I want to do is we've got about a 35-second video, and at the end of that video, I want you to stand and lose your mind for Pastor Israel, who has traveled so far to be here with us today. The next voice you hear will be his. Check this out. Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom. Wow. It feels like home. Even better. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to be together uh, Sunday morning to worship Jesus, to experience the presence of God and Holy Spirit. It's just wonderful. Praise God. And thank you for invitation. It's amazing to be with you because your church is part of what we do in Israel. You're part of all our outreaches, our victories, our you know, battles and miracles of God. So just amazing how God has connected us. And before I will continue, I would love to say a few words in Hebrew. Bruchim abayim. <laughs> Welcome to the church. And I would love to show you a video of our work in the land. Just a short presentation, but it'll give you better pictures of what God is doing in the land today. Thank you. Voice of Judah Israel is a mover and shaker in a land that is being awakened, and we are witnessing revival in the making. We are a dynamic Israeli ministry that is making a difference in the land. Touching hearts. Changing lives. Spreading the gospel with power. Planting new congregations. Feeding and clothing the poor. Caring for families and building stronger communities. Discipling a generation of young leaders. Voice of Judah Israel, the revival has begun. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. Witnessing beginning of revival in the land of Israel, and uh, praise God. <laughs> I love the encouragement. That's powerful, uh, and it's very important for all of us. And uh, 
we're going to read the Bible, see some prophecies, but in the kingdom plans, in the plans of God, we are connected to each other. So it's beautiful to see what God is doing all over the nations, all over the earth, in your life, in your family, in your home, but also in the land of Israel. And I'm preaching the gospel in the land of Israel for the last uh, 24 years, and it's amazing to see changes. You know, there is lots of resistance. It's not easy to preach Jesus in Israel, you know, to build a church in Israel. It's difficult, it's challenging, but God is blessing us, and it's amazing to see how through our efforts, uh, land of Israel is changes, hearts of people are changes, and it's amazing because, you know, uh, gospel was preached in Israel by Jesus himself, right? 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth, into Israel, Galilee, Jerusalem, Nazareth, and he was walking there and preaching mostly to his own people, to people of Israel. And uh, today, we are back to the land, and now we as uh, Jewish followers of Jesus, uh, Israeli Christians, we preach the gospel again to our people, and we face same favor and miracles and same opposition. So it's very interesting. It's like a story, a history repeating itself. So praise the Lord. But it's wonderful. You know, it's always good to be in the midst of God's will. And Israel is beautiful. And I want to mention, you know, I'm here to invite your church to visit us. And of course, we're going to speak more with your pastor. Uh, he shall come and preach for us. Yes. And bring all of you with him, you know, and build strong connections and, and, you know, to be together, to serve together and to be blessing for each other. But it's just wonderful journey to see prophecies, to see, you know, prophetic uh, scriptures coming to pass. It's just overwhelming and it's amazing. Sometimes I'm, you know, pitching myself, is it really happening? Do we really, real, really live in, in the days of the Bible? It's powerful. Hallelujah. Now, I, I get excited sometimes. So I have to tell you, uh, English is my third language. I speak quite a few languages. And we speak in my office, in, in the church, three languages daily, like three totally different languages. So it messes up you sometimes. And I do uh, English mistakes, like grammar mistakes. And I have my accent. And we speak fast in Israel. Very fast. So if I'm going too fast because I'm getting excited in the Holy Spirit, just wave, okay? Just wave. <laughs> Slow down, pastor, you know? <laughs> but anyway, it's great to be together. You know, once I was on a TV show with Sid Roth and I spoke there. After, after my message, and I've been speaking pretty, quite fast, one lady came to me and said, Israel, I grew up in America, in New York City, in Italian family. My parents used to speak with Italian, Italian accent. So I understand your accent. Thank you. And I thought, and what about Americans? Did they understand my, <laughs> my English? <laughs> but anyway, let's open our Bibles and read Psalms 1 to 2, 122. Verse 6 and 9. It says here, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Hallelujah. You know, World is big, 
And God is working all over the world and doing miracles here in America, here with you, over there in Middle East and Asia and all over. His kingdom is growing. And I feel like we live in amazing times because through media, we connect it. We are connected. And we can be in your home and see what God is doing there and there in all kind of, in corners of the earth. And this, this is the powerful times. But also, Bible said to us, it's important to pray for nations and people and what God is doing in different places. But first of all, he always remind us, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now, in the spirit, we are connected. You who lives here and we who live there, in the spirit, we are, are connected. And God is teaches us, saying, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the security. Pray for shalom. In Hebrew it says, Sha'alu shalom Yerushalayim. It's actually more than just pray. It's really seek. Yeah, pray and seek for the peace. Or, which is mean, if you can do anything to help, anything to change it, anything to you know, bless it, just do. That's the open invitation. So, Sha'alu shalom. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And interesting, Bible said here, sometimes God just given us you know, directions, commandments, he teaches us to do something and we just need to step in faith and obey. Kind of say, yes, Lord. But, some, but in some scriptures, he revealing us full picture why he wants us to do that. And of course, first of all, we need to pray for Jerusalem because it's right, right? It's in the Bible. But also God is making spiritual connection and is telling us here, uh, pray for the peace in Jer for Jerusalem. And it says, May those who love you be secure, which is God's protection, right? Be secure. And it says, for the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of my family, like my life, my family, my friends, that's amazing. God is saying to us, God is saying to his church, when you're praying for Israel, when you're praying for Jerusalem, blessing coming over your life. And there is connection. We are connected in the spirit. Because from one side, you live far away from Jerusalem. In, you don't see our problems daily. You don't know always what's happening there. Time to time, it will hit your news. So we can see and learn a little bit more. And also, important to say, you will, when you watch your TV about Israel, mostly you will have bad reports or negative reports, all kind of critics. That's the modern media. So it's important, it's important to come back to the Bible, to the biblical roots, to the word of God, because otherwise you can be easy confused, especially young generation. You know, I found that older generation kind of did their research and they had spiritual journey and somehow they came to revelation of God and they understand Israel, plan of God for Israel and last days and connections. And for younger generation, uh, sometimes it's different. And part of it, it's a strong negative pressure, negative movements against Israel. And when I read prophecies, when I read Bible, I know it's going to grow more and more. Eventually, it will come to the point that nations will come against Israel and against Jerusalem. We're speaking about last days, like very last days, but it's going to happen. And what's happening now, it's a preparation. 
it's a preparation. Uh, Book of Revelation says us, they will come and one of the archangels will blow the trumpets, which will will be sign uh, for the nations and demonic spirits will come out and they will come to the kings of the earth to lie against people of God and against Israel. It's in your Bible, in the book of Revelation. Now, it's a final hour, but preparation already started. Preparation for his return is taking place. Jesus is going to come back pretty soon. Pretty soon. So it's good to be connected because from Israel we can remind you what happening because we walk in these prophecies and we see fulfillment daily. Praise the Lord. Now back to, the, to Psalm 122. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem for the sake of your family, for the sake of your friends, for the sake of the house of the Lord, which is mean for what God is doing in your land, in your church, in your spiritual family, what is God doing in your nation, his work in your nation, not only your personal life, but his work in his, his nation, it's connected. It's amazing, but it's connected. You know, uh, sometimes I speak to young people, and we have many young people in our church, and they ask me questions. And if, I, I, I found out that for older generations, sometimes it's uh, you explain in certain ways, just opening Bible and scriptures, and young people, many times they just ask, but why? Explain me, why? I don't get it, why? Give me details. It's, you know, I just, I don't want just believe. I want to understand, I want to see the connection. And I've been praying, what is the best way to explain? How can I explain to these young guys? And the uh, Lord led me uh, to commandments, all the way to basics, to 10 commandments. And one of the commandments is honor your father and mother. Greg taught me King James today. He said, honor thy mother and thy father, right? Okay, anyway, honor chabet et avicha vet imcha in Hebrew, yeah? Uh, give, give, actually give glory. Uh, obviously, literal translation would be just kind of give glory to your parents, which is honor. Honor your father and mother. Now, what about you? How are you doing about this commandment? Do you still believe in it here in America? What about young people? Okay. Yeah, I I like the response of older people. Yeah, yeah, son. You're like, yeah, of course. Bible said, honor your father and mother. Why? And there is a promise. If you do so, you will have long life and you will have blessed life. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know where you're at at your journey with your parents, but I have a good news for you. You can change it anytime. Because God is good, and if you fail, if you didn't keep it, if you didn't do it, you can start today. Call your mama. <laughs> Call your mama after meeting and say, tell her I love you, you know. And you can do it anytime. And it's wonderful because Holy Spirit is going to use you and inspire you. If there is any relationship problem, Holy Spirit can fix it and change it. You know, he's God, right? He's God. And this is his word. So you don't need to think too much. Just do what he said to do and trust Holy Spirit. He will do some work. When you do your step, he will be behind you and he will release power and Holy Spirit, you know, he can change the life of your mama and daddy and other relatives because he's good. He's good. It's his commandment, right? Now, when you have good parents, maybe rich parents with lots of, you know, heritage, money, it probably will be good for you to honor them, right? Right? 
That's easy, okay? <laughs> be wise, be smart, okay? But what if you, would, if you have broken family? If you haven't had good relationship with your parents? If they were bad, I don't know, uh, you know, alcoholics, drug addicted, you know, if they were bad, shall you respect them? Shall you honor them or not? Actually, Bible doesn't tell us, do it for your parents' sake. Bible teaches, do it for God's sake, because it's right, it's his principles, and do it for you, for yourself. That's amazing, right? Do it for yourself. Praise the Lord. So when you're stepping out and you're honoring your parents and you're honoring the way God taught you to honor them, you're releasing blessing over your life. Hallelujah. Because now you're walking in kingdom dimension. Okay? It's not about you. It's not about rational decisions. It's just trust in the Lord. And when God tells us to do something, there is power of the Holy Spirit behind it. And if we walk in it, he will back it you know, he will back it up and he will move on your behalf. Praise the Lord. Same with Israel. We are connected. And maybe sometime you can feel like, well, what a connection. Israel is somewhere there and I'm here. I have my problems. I have my duties. I have my responsibilities, my challenges. You know, I would better pray for my neighbors. I don't do that even good, you know. God said to us, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and you will see blessing will flow in your life, in your friend's life, in your family life. You will see just blessing over, uh, over your life. And that's amazing. We're speaking about kingdom of God. And sometimes things of the kingdom, they are irrational. They're not logical. But we don't need to understand everything. We just need to obey God and do it. And again, he promised us, do that and you will see do that, and you will see blessing will flow over your life. Amen? I want to read next scripture, Isaiah 62. It says here, verse 6 and 7, I have set watchmen on your walls of Jerusalem. God himself saying, I have set watchmen on your walls of Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. And give him, give God no rest till he, God himself, establishes until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is saying here, I have set or I have put watchmen on your walls of Jerusalem. When you come into Jerusalem, you see big city like maybe other cities built on the hill, you know, on the mountains of Jerusalem. Uh, you know, Bible calls those hills mountains, but in modern definition, it's really hills. You know, it's less than one kilometer high, so it's a hills. Uh, but King David called it mountains. Hallelujah. He never traveled to your mountains. He never been to Europe, so he called them mountains, okay? Beautiful hills, beautiful mountains, and city stands on Jerusalem, I mean, city built on the, on the mountains. But when you come to the old city, you see big, tall, and thick walls, okay? And big gates. Now they are all open, but in the days of the Bible, in the ancient days, days of kings and prophets, there were big walls. And God's saying here, I have set watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. And now he's speaking not about physical watchmen, if you see the context and what Bible teaches about it, he speaks about spiritual watchmen. 
about spiritual watchmen. And he said, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, for a reason, for work to do, not to be silent, to raise your voice, to pray for Jerusalem. And you know, watchmen in the days of the Bible, they were responsible to see what's coming into the city. You know, when uh, people come to trade, they give a sign and they open the doors. When friends come back, they will open the doors. When enemies come, when armies come against, they have to blow the shofar, blow the trumpets, and make city ready. Lock the doors and make army ready, right? Now, he do the same thing in the spirit. Our war, it's not a physical war, it's a spiritual war, okay? We still have spiritual war. We still have opposition and resistance, not only physically, but also in the spirit. And sometimes, what we faced in Israel physically, we face, you face here spiritually. You know, we have battles against your health, against your life, against your relationship, against you, against your finances. There's a different sides of war. You know, amorality, morality, you know, to, to walk in God. It's not easy like it used to be probably in the past. Things are changes. We are at war. And God is saying here, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. God put you on the walls of Jerusalem. God wants to use you for in your prayers to bless Jerusalem, to stand for kingdom of God in Israel, in Jerusalem. And you know, it's very interesting, but when I was praying for this meeting, I get very interesting experience with the Holy Spirit. I saw a vision. It wasn't you know, like a dream, but I wasn't sleeping. It was a vision. And this vision, I saw your church, many of you, and I saw how Holy Spirit is coming over your life and inviting you to pray or causing you to pray. And I saw many of you responded. And some of you, I literally saw some of you kneeling. I even want to show you. I literally saw some people kneeling and praying on your knees and some people just walking. And I saw some of you really walking up in the, uh, in the times you're not used to, like three in the morning, five in the morning. You just woke up with this burden or desire to pray. Hallelujah. And it was you. I'm not just preaching. I'm sharing about your church, your very church. Hallelujah. Your life. And I know, and I saw how you pray for Israel, for Jerusalem, and for many other nations. And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. I am calling people, I'm calling this church to pray and affect and change the nations. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, what was obvious and clear in my vision uh, about you, it's not only uh, church prayers. Yes, it, of course it is about church prayers, and I know your church pray, and it's wonderful to pray, join church prayers, and you know, small group, live group prayers. It's very, very important. But obviously I have seen only individuals, individuals, you, different people here, responding to God's call. And that's amazing. Can you imagine? You live your life, your normal life. You know, you have your duties and responsibilities, but also Holy Spirit wants to come to you, fill you and lead you, and through your prayers, release power and touch nations. Not only America, not only different countries of America, but nations, you know, Middle East. When you pray for Israel, you will see 
most likely, Lord would lead you also to pray for Arabs, to pray for Muslims, to pray for Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt, all the borders, all the neighbors we have, you know, uh, Iraq, Iran, you know what's going on in, with America and Iran, all the tensions? What about praying for it? What about to pray for revival in Iran? And can you imagine? You're watching TV, you're watching your president, you're watching cabinet, you know, all the high politicians making decisions, but you can make a difference more than them. More than them. Because Jesus is in you, Holy Spirit is in you, and when God leads you to pray for Iran, he can stop war, he can change countries even without war. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I saw you praying for nations. I saw you affecting nations from your area. And it's amazing, it's like arrows going to the nations, arrows releasing God's power to different nations. And I can assure you, I have many testimonies. When people prayed for me, I had weird experiences, you know, with the Holy Spirit. Do you want me to tell one of the examples? Well, I was working in Tel Aviv, working in the construction, you know, and uh, uh, we were carrying uh, uh, buckles of uh, cement or you know concrete it's very heavy work you know the big truck came and we needed to unload it hand uh, with, with our hands with just buckles two buckles and we're running you need to do it quick you know like we uh, we're making construction so and I work with Muslims there was another uh, I mean the bosses are Jewish and I work together with Muslims so around me only Muslims only Arabs you know Israeli Arabs so I'm running with the bucket it was Sunday morning Okay, Sunday morning in Israel, but for us, Sunday morning is like Monday morning for you. You know, it's a working day, it's like Monday morning. Okay, I'm working hard, I'm running, sweating, you know, like with the buckets, and suddenly, Holy Spirit fell on me. In a powerful way, I start to cry right away, and I'm, it's, it's old situation. I'm with the buckles, and I'm crying, you know, like, and mess around me, noise. You know, when you work with the Arabs, we, they scream, like, hey, go, 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 I'll drop, I'll drop, you know, and that's Arabic. Anyway, uh, with, going with the buckets, and I feel, I think, like, what to do? And I see the room, You're just passing the room, empty room, you know, it's a construction, a sixth floor. So I, I took left, and I went to my room, put my buckets down and just cried before the Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. And this Muhammad coming over. Israel, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? Muhammad, I will tell you later, no problem. Uh, you know, after the work, I prayed and asked Jesus, what was it? It was appropriate time. I was working, I was busy, and I couldn't, I couldn't hold myself, you know, just, just, I just broke, you know, with tears. And I heard voice of the Holy Spirit and I saw a picture. You know I've seen, what I've seen? Church like yours, back then your church probably didn't exist yet, I'm speaking about you know, 20 years ago. Church like yours and people in Sunday morning uh, worship praying for Israel. And it hit me right there in Tel Aviv with the buckets of, you know, of the heavy weight. Praise the Lord. We're speaking about kingdom. Kingdom dynamics, you know, kingdom connection, and you can touch the nations and affect, affect the nations right here, from here, even today. Pastor, let's pray together by the end, yeah, about nations and Iran and, you know, like, let's send blessing there. And, and, and by the way, there is many Christians who are persecuted in Iran and they're crying to the Lord for changes. They're crying to the Lord for changes. You know, every year I'm going to Turkey and we have Middle Eastern uh, prayers with pastors from Iran, Iraq, 
all Middle East. There is wonderful people of God there who are working in very harsh circumstances. They're suffering from Jesus. And every year when we come together, we're missing one or two pastors. They've been killed. You know, killed, kidnapped. They lost their life for Jesus. It's happening today, in our days, all over the Middle East. Yemen, you know, all these places. But it's powerful to see there is many people of God in places you wouldn't even imagine and they're standing for Jesus. They're preaching Jesus. They're laying their lives for Jesus. So we need to pray for them. Amen? We need to pray for them. Hallelujah. It's, it's important. It's really important. So uh, God is going to touch you. And God is going to remind you. Maybe even my message today. So don't be scared. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Say, yes, Lord. It's always better, yeah? Yes, Lord. Because, so if you woke up tomorrow night... Don't fight it. Don't say like, what's going on? I want to sleep. Pray. Pray. Sometimes even a couple minutes of prayer, just short prayer can do a lot. You know, let the Holy Spirit work through you. Praise the Lord. And you know, I saw in this vision, and it's difficult to explain. You know, sometimes you see vision, it takes time to explain all the words, but I saw kind of a man who not really strong in the Lord, not really man who prays. I mean, believe in Jesus is coming to this church, you know, like, uh, but not really kind of guy who would pray and intercede, you know, like and take time of prayer. And so even this kind of man who kind of struggle with this feeling, but Holy Spirit touches you and just saying, I want you to pray. I want you, Bill, to pray. I want you, John, John, to pray for my kingdom, for my people in the Middle East, in Asia. I want you to pray. Hallelujah. Let's give the God glory. And I'm not even speaking about ladies. I know ladies always pray, right? More than men. It's kind of, kind of normal. <laughs> At least in Israel. Our ladies, they pray way more than men. So, men of God, be encouraged. Men of God, start praying. It's your time, right? Rise and shine, says the Lord. Okay, so uh, let's go to the next scripture, Isaiah 60, Isaiah 16. It says here, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. In Hebrew it says, Kumi Ori. Rise and shine. Kumi Ori. It's your time to rise. It's your time to shine. Why? Because God is giving and releasing his glory. We're going to see more and more how his glory coming down from heaven to this earth, to our lives. And this scripture is given to us and it's connected to last days. You know, we're speaking about Israel today in our lives. If you read all the biblical prophecies and what happened with Israel, what happened and what's going to happen, uh, you can summarize it in very simple ways. Prophets say that Israel will be destroyed and Israel will go to exile to the nations for 2,000 years. And then prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah, then they said, by the end of the days... I'm going to visit you. It's always connected. End of times, end of the days. I'm going to visit you. I'm going to take you from the nations. 
He's speaking about people of Israel, Jewish people. I will take you from the nations. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And I will restore you. I will protect you. I will bless you. I will fight for you. Hallelujah. And there's on and on and on. Lots of prophecies about restoration of the land of Israel. Hallelujah. Now, Bible also says us that restoration of Israel will affect nations. It will affect nations because we are connected. Revivals will come to different nations because of that or together with that. You know, we are connected in plan of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that our church in Israel, Beit Hallel, and your church, we are connected. Okay? We are connected in the spirit. We are connected practically. And we're going to build even better and stronger connections uh, through the years. Hallelujah. So, God have restored Israel. God, God have blessed Israel. What next? What is next? And he's saying, and then I will pull my spirit upon you and you will know me. Which is mean a revival in Israel. When Israelis, Jewish people, they will believe in Jesus again. They will turn to Jesus again. And that's what's happening today. You've seen footages, you've seen pictures, and most the big crowds, they are non-believers. And as a church, we preach the gospel to people of Israel all the time. All kind of projects we're preaching the gospel because that's the time for Holy Spirit to restore Israel. Our churches in the land are growing. More and more Israelis coming to the Lord, and that's a sign for the nations. Because Romans 11, you know, teaches us that Israel, people of Israel, they shall fall apart or reject Jesus. They shall fall apart. And even though all the early Christians, all the first uh, Christians, they were Jewish people, all the, you know, scriptures, all the New Testament, they were Jewish people who preached the gospel. But as a nation, we rejected Jesus, and it was from God. It was done by God. He said himself, it's by God. We fell apart. For Gentiles will be... Uh, Crafted in, right? Not, not drafted. I said drafted last meaning. Crafted in. Okay? You will be crafted in, which is mean, uh, uh, grafted in, sorry. Grafted in. Uh, you will be invited to the family of God. You will be partakers of the kingdom and, and blessings of God and promises of God. Hallelujah. And you know, there is something special about olive tree. In the Bible, olive tree is a symbol of Israel. Like wine, the vineyards, wine, and olive tree, it's a symbol of Israel. You know what's beautiful about olive tree? It, it can grow up and then die. If there is drought, you know, bad weather, no water around, it can dry out, it can die. It can be dead for a couple hundred years. But then with the right circumstances, when waters come back, it will be alive again. It will spread their branches. It's like a miracle, you know. It's exactly what happened in Israel, with Israel, and it's what God is doing to your life. Maybe you've been far away for a while. Maybe you lost the connection with God, with olive tree, like branches fell apart. But when you're coming back to him, his life will flow into you, and you will have power of the Holy Spirit to come back to God, to be in him, to stand for him. Hallelujah. So Bible said to us, rise and shine because his glory coming to you. And also, also it says, second verse two, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. So Bible teaches us, we're going to see darkness. At the last days, 
we're going to see more and more darkness. Darkness is going to grow. Sin, all the bad stuff, violence going to grow. Wars, we're going to see more and more disasters. It's going to grow. Now, it's not very encouraging message, right? Not very encouraging news. Nobody scream, hallelujah, darkness is coming, hallelujah. No, I know that. But there is wonderful promise. Right in the midst of darkness, right when it's difficult and tough and uh, harsh environment, all the violence, right there, glory of God is going to come down more and more. We will see his glory come into our lives, to the churches, but also to your personal life. You will see his glory will shine over your life. And God says, your part is just rise and shine. Because it's his glory. It doesn't say, you know, make your glory be seen. It says, my glory will come over you. So our part in it, just to say, yes, Lord. Just to say, yes, Lord, use me. I want it. I want to walk with you. I want to be used by you. I want to see your light, your power, your, you know, work of the Holy Spirit in my life. And when you say so, he will come. That's his part. That's his responsibility. Amen? Our responsibility just to prepare our hearts and say, yes, Lord, use me. Do it for me. Do it for my family. Do it with my kids. Protect them. Bless them. I want to walk with you, Jesus. And he promised his glory will come over you and you will see. Maybe you've been talking to some people about Jesus and they, want, they don't want to listen. Suddenly, they will come to you because they will see his light in you. You don't need to pretend. You, you don't need to do something special. We're speaking about heart condition, right? And Holy Spirit will do it. And he will pray through you. He will speak through you. He will, he will smile through you. He will touch people's lives around you. And it's all by him, because of him and for him. Amen. You know, when you want to be used by God, God wants to use you even more because it is his kingdom. He wants to save people. He wants to bring people in. He wants to change their lives, heal them, deliver them, change them more than you. Amen? We want it. That's great. He wanted even more. And what he is doing today is just preparing us preparing our hearts to respond to his call, to say, yes, Lord, I'm ready to wake up, even in the midst of the night, and pray. I want to, you know, uh, be reminded, even in my working hours, just be reminded and go to a quiet place and just pray, say prayers, and see power of the Holy Spirit moving through you. You know, it's a wonderful journey. It's simple but powerful. It's kingdom of God in us. Amen? It's Jesus Jesus himself, Yeshua, his Hebrew name Yeshua, Yeshua, Jesus, in us. Hallelujah. So let's stand up together and pray. Good worship team, could you come please? Let's pray, and I want to pray uh, for you, with you, three prayers. First of all, I want to speak with new people. Those who are new here or new into kingdom and church and all these talks, uh, or people who are coming back, you maybe have been for a while outside and you haven't been walking with Jesus and you feel like it's your time. It's your time. There is invitation by God. You know, God himself speaking through people and maybe for some of you, he sent me all the way from Israel just to share this message of salvation. Message of salvation and reconciliation with Jesus when we're coming to him or coming back to him. Amen. Or maybe you've just been walking and you know you, you, you didn't walk in fullness 
with God and for God. Now it's your time. So let's pray. There is very simple prayer, sinner's prayer. I pray once this prayer and it changed my life forever because Jesus came to my life and my heart. So just repeat uh, with me and say with me this short prayer. Say these words, but just say it from your heart. That's your prayer, okay? So let's close our eyes and pray together. Repeat it with me. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you and I come into you. I know I have sinned and I'm asking for forgiveness. Jesus, forgive all my sins. Come to my heart. Change my life. Forgive me, Jesus. I'm inviting you to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and I promise you to serve you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you pray this prayer, Jesus promised us He forgave your sins and is going to work in your life. Get in touch with the leaders of this church, people of this church. Ask them more how you can be in life group and other activities that they have. They have, have it all for you, but be sure you connect to the church. That's important. Don't stay by yourself. Don't, don't stay alone. Be connected. It's powerful. That's what Jesus do. He built his church. Amen. Second prayer. Let's pray and receive just power of the Holy Spirit. Let's just come closer to the Lord and he give a minute, a couple minutes in His presence. You know, God is real and His presence is real. When we just open our hearts and say, Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, come. He's going to touch you, refresh you. There is refreshment of the Holy Spirit. Books of, uh, uh, Book of Acts chapter 3 says about time of restoration in the Holy Spirit. So that's a time of restoration, time of refreshing in the Holy Spirit, to refresh our walk. You know, we get tired sometimes. We can fail, you know. We, get, we do wrong sometimes. But Holy Spirit is here to encourage us, to build us, to speak to our lives, to give us power. What we, what we cannot do, He can do it through us and in us. Amen? So let's just be in His presence and pray. Thank you, Jesus, for Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you're working in our hearts. And Jesus, we're praying, touch our lives. Come with your presence. Change us, Jesus. Inspire us, Jesus. Give us power to continue. Lord, refresh us in you, Jesus. Let us experience depth of your life, Jesus. Let your life flow from heaven our hearts just fill us and encourage us lift us up lord and make us stronger and we pray in jesus for for this prayer invitation given by vision lord use us in our prayers use us lord speak to us jesus speak to me jesus say it speak to me jesus and lead me to pray for america for my relatives and neighbors but also for the nations of the earth. Lord, put your heart in my heart, Jesus. Let me pray 
for you, for what you want me to pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. I really feel presence of the Lord, which is wonderful encouragement. He is here and He's working in us. Last prayer. I want to pray for, I want to bless you in Hebrew, in Hebrew prayer. It's a powerful, ancient, biblical prayer given by God Himself. And God said to Moses, teach your servant, your brother Aaron and priests and when we're going to pray this prayer, my people will be blessed. And in Hebrew, blessed, it's more than just God bless you, you know. They will be whole, they will be blessed, they will have peace and encouragement and protection over their lives. Blessing of God. So I'm going to pre preach this prayer. Now, after the meeting, if you want to stay connected, uh, Jacques and Greg will be at the tables in the lobby. We have tables where we can continue to pray for each other and be connected. But now, let me pray for you in Hebrew. And it's Aaronic Blessing. It's called Aaronic Blessing. In English it goes, God will bless you and keep you. God will shine His, may God will shine His face over you and bless you and keep you and etc. So I will pray in Hebrew, okay? So just close your eyes and receive His blessing, okay? Hallelujah. Adonai v'ishmerecha. יאר אדוני פניו אליך ואיכוניך. יאר אדוני פניו אליך וישם לך שלום. בשם ישוע המשיח. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.